Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella, and I'm here today with Luke Smith, the legendary Luke Smith. I had to explain to my staff today who you are. Uh, I said, uh, well, I'll explain it for everybody, too. I think you're like Land Academy member number nine or something like that, Luke. Maybe number two or three. (laughs) Yeah, it was a super, super single-digit number for sure. And and they didn't even like my staff is all they're all very new, so I couldn't even understand. I said, "Yeah, this guy's got a show much bigger than ours. You know, he's a legend. So whatever, he's like a cult legend for buying and selling land on YouTube and on the internet." I said, "Whenever you can fit this guy in today, that's it. I don't care what time it is, I'll, I'll do it." So so here we are. <laughs> so catch me up. I mean, it's been probably a few years, probably since we yeah, spoke directly. I like figure, this. you know, I haven't talked to you in a while. I gotta get a haircut. I just went to the barber, got my haircut. I'm all ready to go. <laughs> you know, just got back. <laughs> I mean, I started out buying properties. I mean, you, I signed up to your show, or not your show, your your program, your Land Academy program. I found your information on um, Bigger Pockets, and I was trying to. I was trying to buy more houses in Detroit because I they were paying my bills. I bought these little dumpy houses in Detroit and I was renting them out. And the major cost was all the middleman people. And the middleman people just drive me crazy and I don't want to pay them. And I don't, they're not happy to work with me. They don't, it's hard to get them on the phone, get them to respond, get them to do anything. Like, why am I paying these people? And how do I get around that? Right. And I started researching and I ran into you. I ran into you in an article that you wrote about buying land and like notary clothes and just doing it, just free balling it, going for it and just making it happen without all these middle people. I'm like that, that's somebody that's inspiring right there. I love that. And so I started reading everything you published and looking at all your stuff. And Jill sent out an update that said our program's up for sale. And uh, we got this first three people that sign up, get, 10 acres in Elko, Nevada, Elko County, Nevada, like 10 acres. You know, I was already thinking about pulling the trigger on this thing and it had been marketing it for a day or two or whatever. And I was reading about it and I'm like, you know, I'm probably going to buy this. And, um, but, uh, 10 acres in Elko, why not? So I signed up for it. And, but no, I think I, even before I did that, I started looking up the properties. There was three of them on there. And one of them looked like it had like a little shack of some kind. And this is satellite imagery, like grainy, you know, it's like two pixel shack, horrible imagery, right? Technology's gotten so much better since then. And um, yeah. like that one might have a building on it. So I called and like, is there any chance if I sign up to this, can I get this particular property? out of the three and they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody signed up yet. And so <laughs> I signed up and they gave me it and I'm like, now what the heck do I do with this property? And, um, I, uh, I put it on eBay for a dollar. Cause that was one of the things that you said in the program, you can always sell these properties, you know, at some price they'll sell. So I made a YouTube video because that's what I thought you should do to explain this thing this property and all the information I had. And I put it on eBay for a dollar and I did a 30 day auction. And that stupid property that you guys gave me went for, (laughs) it was all threes. It was somebody bid $3,333 and 33 cents. And somebody beat them by like 50 bucks. Like they had their auto auto bidding thing beat them. So it was $3,383 and 33 cents. Right. And that's like, I don't know what you're charging for your program now, but, uh, I mean, that was a lot more than I paid for the program. 
So first transaction right out of the gate, you guys are already like, holy cow, this is cool. Um, but before I excellent, it's way, way less, way less than three still, grand okay. still. So yeah, this is where you ahead. plug what, what you charge, right? <laughs> um, but that, the, so that property was cool, but the knowledge I got out of the program was a lot better. Um, they said male dollars per acre. And I don't, you probably don't say that anymore, or I don't know if maybe you do, or you start there. It's a good place to start dollars per acre. And, um, yeah. I, I just, I started mailing them. And I think before I really knew what I was doing, I, I wrote my own letter and I, you know, I was, I was listening to you and reading your stuff. I think before I bought the program and I started sending my own letters and I did like, you know, 50 or a hundred of them at a time. And I, I can't write, I can't spell, you know, the computer does that stuff. And, um, <laughs> I, I put these things together I couldn't even figure out how to like get the envelope to print on my printer. I thought I could figure it out, but like, that's complicated. And it was faster to just handwrite them. So I just hand wrote them. Like I'm getting these things in the mail. I was wow. doing like a hundred at a time, handwriting my return address, handwriting the address wow. to the person I sent wow. it to. <laughs> and I was offering like hundred dollars an acre, and because uh, they said hundred dollars an acre works, I'm like okay. And I, I was, I thought next to Lake Havasu sounds good, and uh, they're like one and a quarter acre lots you could put your trailer on or something. I'm like yeah, hundred twenty five bucks. Here you go. And the people yelled at me, and boy did they yell at me. Like holy cow. You know, they get a handwritten envelope and some corny letter. If somebody wants to buy my property for 125 bucks, they all yelled at me. I took, I tried to take detailed notes. I had my spreadsheets, like the replies from everybody. I, yeah, I don't do that anymore. But uh, like I try to keep track of them all, right? And I had like a 40% response rate on those letters. None of them were accepted. Like not a single one, but they were, yep. they came back with counter prices and, and or yelling, screaming on the phone. And then I got your program and you had a couple things to put in the letter, like <laughs> where you got their information, stuff like that. It was, yeah, I should have thought of putting that in the letter. And uh, <laughs> I put that, I used your letter. I didn't, I still haven't even changed your letter. I still use your letter. And uh because I can't write, you know, I just, I use your letter and I changed it. He said some other stuff about some minimums. You can you know, get his program. You can learn the details of it, but like just some little things I changed. And, um, I sent out a mailer this time I did, uh, um, Riverside County, like 29 Palms, like backside, not San Bernardino County, sorry, San Bernardino County, mm -hmm. 29 Palms area, like these five acre desert squares. Some of them have power lines, roads, old foundations and stuff. And um, I sent them out like $500 because $100 an acre, $500. And I used your letter and I was so ready for people to yell at me just like before. And they did. They started yelling at me. And then the first guy that accepted, he was from, and I pulled him up and it was, his mailing address was 90210. And I watched a show as a kid, like 90210 was the show. It was Beverly Hills, baby. <laughs> this is like money land. And mm -hmm. this guy is calling me from 90210 and he wants to sell me his desert squares. And he accepted my offer, 500 bucks, but I have to buy two of them. And so a thousand bucks. I'm like, oh no, what am I doing? Thousand bucks. 
and I got to find a notary. I'm going to do all this paperwork myself. And this is a lot of money for me, right? Um, a thousand dollars is still a lot of money for me. It's like, it's a lot of money. And I figured it out. I sent him the thousand dollar cashier's check and I hired a notary. She was like probably the most expensive notary I ever hired 250 bucks for Beverly Hills. <laughs> and I got the thing and I, I screwed up the deed a couple times. I had to go back and get it fixed and, but I got it recorded and I got the land and I put the land up for sale. And the, this, so this is the first property that I got with your letter that wasn't the one that you gave me. I sold this before faster than the one that you gave me. I put it up on Craigslist or uh, whatever. I posted it on the internet and I made YouTube videos and stuff. So I think if you go back in my YouTube channel, you could probably see my old videos, the same videos I'm talking about. And I sold it for $4,500. I bought it for 500 and I sold it for 4,500. And the people that called, they Stuff wanted to works, buy it. Man. And they were from Northern Michigan and they lived near a lake I used to go musky fishing in. And I was like, I know that lake. And started talking fishing and like, you know, I didn't even talk about the property. They <laughs> mailed me a check, $4,500 cashier's check. I'm like, cool, through the mail. And um, I filled out all the deeds, got it. I don't even remember what I sold the second property for. It doesn't matter. That first one is the one that mattered. I was hooked. I said, how many more of those can I buy? $500 to everybody that's got a five acres. Like, you know, anywhere that might go for it. I just started mailing them all. And I've done hundreds of those $500 properties. And then I got greedy and I started buying $1,000 properties and $2,000 properties and $5,000 properties. And now, I mean, I, I buy $500,000 properties and I mail out offers, mm -hmm. million dollars and $2 million. And I haven't pulled off mm -hmm. the million and $2 million buys yet, but on the sales side, that's a different story. Um, and uh, it's just grown, right? And I've walked my way into it and I still use your same letter <laughs> because it works. What a great story. I mean, I, I have a, a similar story, but it started in yeah. uh, 99. So, uh, and I'm not going to go through it again because I've talked about it on the show, but either what's unique about you, I think, or people like you, and we have got a few in the group now, is that that was it. It's, you know, if you send out a mailer and a bunch of people are yelling at you, it's, it's worse than silence. I mean, it's better than silence because I don't, I can handle, I, it's, it, that just means I have to write a better yeah. letter, which is what I did. And then we're constantly, I honestly, Luke, we, we send out the exact same letter too. The, the uh, letter is free on offers to owners.com. Anybody listening, if you want to go download it, it's, yeah, it's, it's there. I get that letter in so, the mail almost every so, day from <laughs> different properties from different people. How many, yeah. uh, like how many deals have you done since 2015? This is seven years I mean, ago now. Over over 2,000 properties bought and sold. Um, a lot more of them mm -hmm. bought that I haven't sold yet. Um, it's, you know, like transact. I should say transactions, not just properties. As I've sold a lot of portfolios too. Yeah. Um, I was just at the notary uh, this morning and... I mean, I got the, I'm just looking over here cause I got the paperwork like right next to me is 58 properties in one transaction and like, I don't know, a bunch of different counties, different States, like all the same buyer and just like notary, wow. notary, notary, notary Excellent. close. Like how do you, how else do you close that kind of <laughs> title companies all over the place? Yeah. The guy's bought properties from me in the past. He knows the deal and he's just, uh, he just wired me money and he's buying more properties and 
I'm doing them all, making them happen and making sure all the taxes are paid the way, the way we negotiated. And, um, yeah, just getting them recorded. I got electronic recording and I'm just, I just scan it to the Philippines and they stick it in there and it's, you know, the guy's got the land, he can start selling it. He can use my old ads, you know, he's going to use my old ads on it and just change the price and change the phone number, <laughs> put him on the phones. Yeah. You know what I think is also what's a great, another great thing about you, Luke, and, and uh, members who are like you that I think that you've made this your own. And I think that you, you did it our way, the way that we teach. We're on Land Academy 3.0. This is like four full programs uh, versus the one that you just referenced or since then. And you've made this your own. So you're still doing smaller deals, but you're doing multi-million dollar deals. And, and we're doing the same thing. I mean, our sweet spot right now is buy for 10 or 15 or 20 and sell for, you know, 80 to 90 to 120. And it takes a little bit longer and we go through real estate, regular real estate agent channels, but that middleman fee is a lot easier to absorb with those yeah. kind of profit margins. You and get, it's almost, you know, it's you within two or three months. You people to show up and help you with the deals as you move up in deal size. You get higher quality realtors. Like I just, I, I got a Starbucks card here from a realtor who just sold a property a couple days ago. He sent me a Starbucks card, you know, it's like, it's go. I'm not, I don't drink Starbucks. It goes to my wife. You get stuff like that. But I got one last week, got this realtor. We got the property up for sale for a million three fifty, and we bought it for 600,000. I think it was, um, and the realtor, you know, he's bulldozing roads into the property. He's cutting bushes. He's uh, <laughs> like, he's doing four by eight sheet plywood signs with diagrams of how everything works and where the utilities are and like this kind yeah. of stuff, you know? And he's like, don't worry about it, Luke. You keep bringing me the deals. I know this thing's going to sell like really quick and I'm going to put an invoice in at the end to get paid back for my contractors that are bulldozing the roads and putting house pads in like they're not full on pads, but they're cleaning the bushes out of the way where they could put the pads. I got mm -hmm. engineering work Clearing. on where all the houses could go on this land and where all the utilities are and where the septic, you know, it's a multi proper multi house kind of deal where you could put septic for all the houses. And, um, he's, he's like my partner. He's not just my salesman anymore. He's putting up his mm -hmm. own capital you know, he calls it his full service concierge service. You know, if it was a house, it'd be new carpet and paint to new doorknob or something. But for land, wow. I mean, the guys, he's out there with a the bulldozer. I'm like, oh, we didn't get any permits for this and stuff. Like, let's <laughs> <laughs> see how it goes. He's I mean, bulldozing another one of my properties this week, too. Like, he's, <laughs> the realtors are upping it a notch. And um, the commission. It's amazing what you can accomplish what? with the right people. Truly amazing. Yeah. It's amazing right what you can accomplish right? with the right people. Right people. I had a realtor, this other deal, um, it closed. Last week was a fun week. I'm trying to think of it. I had at least one um, escrow close every day last week, but Tuesday. Some of the days I had a couple of them closing on the same day. But this one closed. It wasn't last week. It was a week right before last. And... Um, <laughs> The, it, it closed. I think I told the story in one of the, one of the comments online or something, but we bought the property for 64,000 bucks and, uh, it's five acres and it closed on a Tuesday. The buy closed on a Tuesday. The realtor is ready. 
He's like, got his pictures. He's ready to go Wednesday. He puts a sucker up for sale on Wednesday and we got a cash bid on Thursday. We put it up for sale for $179,000 and we had just bought it for 64,000, 64, I think 64 was including the closing costs. So 64 to 179 and the marketing was one day and it was two days after we closed on the buy. And like, that's, that's awesome. That realtor knows his stuff. He that's knows a, how to do land. That's exactly what we're doing. Like those. Right away. Mm-hmm. And he jumped on the property and he's sending me pictures and he's telling me about the neighbors and the angles and the utilities and what's going to go wrong and what's not and exactly what he's going to sell this thing for. And that same freaking price the guy came up with is what he got. And it took him a day. Maybe we could have asked for more. I don't care. That thing went so fast. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right? Over $100,000 yeah, markup. Cares? Even like put his commission in there. Still $100,000 yep. profit on the sucker. And um, I like to ask for those. Like $100,000 spread starts working. Like that you can hire people. You can make things happen. And um, I mean, you talk about 10 and 20 and you know, sell for a hundred. That's great. But I mean, it's, I think there's a lot less competition when you start buying for 50 and a hundred and marking it up a hundred grand and selling it quick and running. I think there's a lot less competition when you start buying them for a couple, you know, quarter million or half million and try to mark them up to a million or two. And, um, the people that show up to help you are such a higher caliber, um, all the way through the process it makes the transactions much more pleasant and um, less work, really bigger dollars, less work. I've always been scared to death of going bigger and bigger and bigger. Cause I always think I'm going to be the one stuck on the hook paying all the bills. Um, but it, it's just easier. It's so much easier. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we paid 10% now, so we'll pay, we have got a handful of agents that we use yeah. uh, just like you're describing. Uh, no one's got a bulldozer out yet, but we pay 10%. I just sent somebody just before I got on the call, I ordered a pretty expensive uh, Stetson hat because we just uh, buy for, I think we yeah. were in for 40, sold it for, I think, 240, 240 or 250 Sweet. in about two weeks, the whole thing. So it's just, it, you, you multiply those by 10 or 12, you yeah. do one or two a month and you know, you're making a couple million dollars a year. It's, it's the not same a lot of work. It's the $500 to $4,500 trade. It's like, okay, how many of those can I get? What do I got to do? How do I make Mm -hmm. the data dance to ask for those? I want them to rain on my head. You know, you just add zeros and you get more creative with the data. And uh, like, okay, we got to cut out the 29 palms area that I was talking about. You know, like not going to get those numbers Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) You know, but where can you get those numbers? Right. And uh, so I've started going backwards a lot more of instead of like, Hey, it's this County and let's mail this County. I start looking at where are the sales happening that are the kinds of dollars I'd like to be marketing in and with short days on market with competition, with people say competition, Luke, why would you go after competition? There's more people, you know, as you get closer to town, willing to buy and sell and there's more properties The stuff split up more. There's more data. There's more business. There's more happening. Absolutely. And you get bigger dollars. You get into bigger dollar Absolutely. stuff. And it's, for me, it's been easier to get bigger dollars closer to town than way out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's exactly what we do. Exactly. Yeah. What you described. So we bring a, I call it the red, green, yellow test. And I bring a, a little bit more front end work and a little bit less back end work. And, uh, and you don't have to do as many yeah. deals. You don't. And they're easier. So yeah. You don't. 
and it's it's uh, interesting that that you and I have evolved to the same place. Just you know what it is is we're responding yeah. to the market. I don't know if you could have done this before COVID when the market was a yeah. lot less. No, it's. I think I learn a lot from these trades. I'm always learning. I'm watching. I'm studying, and uh, like residential stuff's been ripping and roaring, and the price is much more of mm-hmm. what the neighborhood is doing. And every now and then I tag, I, I'll mess up a mailer, right? And I misprice it, whatever. And I get some commercial stuff that comes in. <laughs> and it's like, okay, how do I price this stuff? This is totally new. It's different, different animal altogether. So the mm-hmm. last couple of years, I've been tackling a lot of commercial properties that I was scared to death of taking on in the past. And um, it's it's a different animal. I think the more I've studied it and the more deals I've gotten into, commercial is really easy to sell if you just talk about the economics of the business that goes there. It's like vacant land. It's really easy to sell portfolios to people that want to go resell that land to somebody else, whether they want to sell it at a higher price or on terms or you know, local marketing or whatever. I love selling portfolios to people that are going to turn around and sell sell one-offs to somebody else. It's really It's a really easy trade. You're talking to higher quality buyer. It's a lot less questions. So it's, it's, it's just easier for me to do. Um, but on commercial, you've got those kinds of guys all through or gals through and through the thick and thin of it. And, uh, like for me, I could take a a commercial property and I could present it like a bank goes here or a car wash goes here or a, a drive-through goes here or a strip mall goes here. Like, and you got different audiences on each one of those things. Um, that you can reach yep. out to and pitch it to. I love that aspect of it. Yep. And the way COVID has been happening um, and the stuff in the middle of nowhere has been getting more competitive. And I think there's less money to be made per deal in those. Uh, in these commercials, you can make a lot more money per deal by coming up with economics of what works on that property and marketing it to the people that want to go build that or make that or you know add that onto their portfolio. I think there's more levers to pull to go after higher beta on these transactions. And the 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 rental rates have been changing dramatically as COVID's been happening. So yeah, rents have gone up in residential, but prices of stuff has gone up too. Commercial hasn't really changed. I mean, maybe you see it different than me, but I haven't seen the prices in commercial properties really changing. I'm picking them up off the floor and I'm selling them for what no, they're trading for. I'm not picking them up and selling them something higher as the market's going higher. It's uh, But the rental rates of these spaces have gone up. And so COVID shook out a lot of the tenants of all different kinds of places, whatever kind of place you want to talk about. And uh, new people moved in. So the old people that moved out, they had leases that were lower rates, like been around forever leases, go forever leases. And the economics of that building are based off of those leases and what those people are paying rent. They stop paying rent and they go away. It's like, oh, I don't want to be the commercial guy when all the leasing people are going away. But then we've got this economic boom of of entrepreneurial spirit that's happening in the U.S. that's stronger than anywhere else in the world because it's what we're Americans. We trust people. We trust ourselves. We go out on our own. We start our own stuff and we, we just do it more than anywhere else in the world. We've got the capital and the trust and the tools and we're doing it. People are starting businesses in their, in their living room, in their garage, and some of them are, are renting a little space. They're renting a small office or they're renting a little shopping center or something and they're doing whatever it is they're doing. They're 
and they're paying rent and their rental rates are 50% higher than the guy that just went out of business and moved on during mm-hmm. COVID. There are a lot higher rates. And so what happens over time is those owners of those buildings, they can borrow more money from their banks because the 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 valuations of their buildings go up with higher rental rates. The bank won't say, oh, you just signed the lease six months ago. We're not loaning you money yet. But the appraiser mm-hmm. start or assessor appraiser, the appraiser starts looking at that income after six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 different appraisers, different amount of time, mm-hmm. different banks will take different appraisers. But somewhere coming up here, these buildings, the people who own these buildings will be able to borrow something crazy more money from their bankers because sure. the rental rates have yep. just stepped up something huge on these buildings. The spaces are getting sucked up. Like try to go rent those spaces now. Try to rent a small office, like a 500 square foot office or 1,000 square foot office. In suburbia America, they're gone. Like a lot of the vacancy rates are right. less than five points. They're gone. They're all eaten up. Yep. And the bigger offices, the bigger shops are getting cut up into smaller ones. And you know what happens when you cut them up and rent out smaller ones? You charge higher rent. And uh, they cook it in. They charge more. So when those companies, those people that own those buildings, figure out that they can take their $5 million building and then go borrow against the $8 million building, they got a couple million bucks or something differential in there. They can look across the street. Luke Smith, hopefully I'm holding the sign, blame for sale. You can build your next shopping center here <laughs> and you can build your whatever it is, you know, on Luke Smith's land. And uh, I want to sell it to him. I want to be in the way and I want to sell him that land. And uh, I see that money coming. It's like the writing is there. You can see it in the data. You can see it in the trades. Not so much in the trades yet. And we can play it in drag by being the ones that are buying up the land because the prices haven't really changed. And we can supply that land to those people when they have the capital. And then they go to their banks. And not only do they borrow money against the building they got, they borrow money to do a construction loan and build you know, the next metropolis over there on my land. And um, the banks love it. The owners of the properties have history. They can do it again. They've got clients. They know they can rent this stuff out because the entrepreneurial boom that's going on in America right now, they all want space. You can rent that stuff out all day long. And I don't think that entrepreneurial boom is stopping because of interest rates changing or it's it's been pent up, no. it's been coming, it's been happening mm-hmm. for a while, but yeah. COVID just opened the floodgates and it's here. And I see it at the yeah. grocery store, I see it at the barber shop, I see it at the coffee mm-hmm. shops, talking to the parents and my kids at school. They're not going back to their big office. You know, they might rent an office mm-hmm. space, a little one, but they're yeah. not going back. I think, you know, we buy a lot of land where mobile homes go on it. So not mobile home parks, but land where people install mobile homes, uh, whether we scrape the old ones and put new ones on, or we do, we sell the land to people that do that themselves. And when we started doing this, we were in mark, target markets that were about $180,000 at the top. That was a sale price when the whole project was done. And so you work that backwards, you can pay, safely pay $18,000 for a piece of a land that's where you don't have to go through zoning change. It's the right... It's, it just fits that project. The exact same piece of property, uh, the same mobile home sells for $400,000 now So versus when we started. So now that piece of property is worth 50 and 60 grand. And in a lot of places where we do this, many, most all of them actually, we can uh, minor split it. So 
It's not hard math at all. It's exactly what you're saying about commercial property where you start at the end. So yeah. That's how you price it. And so I don't think this is going to end either in anytime soon. I, I think that this generation, they're all set up on the internet and all entrepreneurial or they're, they don't want to go work for General Motors. That's never really crossed their mind. So, so yeah, it's, it's good times ahead. You just got to be careful. careful. That's all. Yeah. Buy cheap. <laughs> you just got to buy cheap. cheap. That's it. Yeah. It's one thing. And check out the uses. Check out the We're access. We're here to buy cheap check land. Out the, you know, <laughs> crazy neighbors. And you check out stuff that you've been screwed by in the past. <laughs> I have a sticky note actually on, on the advice of somebody in the land Academy discord channel said that they have a sticky note on their computer that says we're here to buy inexpensive land and that's it. So all this other stuff, <laughs> there's some stuff you have to go through due diligence wise. And there's a, a lot of things, a lot of moving parts to this. So it's not for everybody, but that's really what we're here to do yeah. is buy undervalued land, all different kinds. And yeah, what's next the for database, you, man? There's tracks for all these different kinds of land in the data. And it changes from county to county, state to state. Like if you're trying to target a property where you can put a McDonald's or you're trying to target a property where you could put uh, four mobile homes when it used to be a, a single mobile home property. Mm -hmm. And knowing what, right. what those tracks are. And it, it might take a couple iterations of mailers to even the same place to figure it out. Like, Oh, something came through. Holy cow. I could split this one up. Why don't I just ask for all the ones I could split up and um, just go ask exactly. for it. And that's the beauty of the databases. You can ask for it if you know what you want to ask for. And um, you can ask for the price that you want to get it at. So you can ask for the kind of asset that you want at the price that you want. And it doesn't mean they're going to say yes, but it's like a payday loan center or a pawn shop. You hear people's stories. Life happens at all classes, whatever dollar size mm -hmm. they're rolling at. Life happens. Yep. Something happens and they need money and uh, or they don't want to be burdened by this thing anymore. And you're thinking it's a half million dollar property. What kind of person doesn't want to be burdened by a half million dollar property? Um, they're out there. You know, they just want it off their sure desk, are. off their plate, out of their estate, <laughs> whatever it is. And uh, they got to settle out with their siblings or something. Um, it's not about the price. It's about getting it out of their way, out of their hair. And um, I mean, we are, we're that person right now. We have a, a sub channel in our Dis the Land Academy Discord environment called Garage Sale. And we've got, you know, I'm sure you do too. It's just years and years and years of accumulated property that for whatever reason, usually it's pretty small or we bought it at a tax sale or something like that. It's just still in our inventory. So we uh, like micro auction that property off every three days. We sell a piece of property to Land Academy members yeah. and they love it. And so it's, I don't, it's a lot of, most of the time it sells for 50 or a hundred dollars. I don't know yeah. what we paid. I don't care. I just, it's exactly the situation that you described. It ha happens yeah, to everyone. Clean house. And it's at different dollar mm -hmm. sizes. So you ask these people for exactly what you want. And statistically, someone in there is going to say yes. And there you go. That's yeah. it. Statistically, send out enough stuff. You're going to get it at the right research level. Yeah. You're going to get what you want. And then you screw some up. Like I screw them up. I still screw them up. <laughs> I sent this one out to Florida. <laughs> Holy cow. I did, uh, you know. Just mailed a whole state, right? And so um, I uh, I mailed the whole state of Florida, 
And uh, I cut out some of the areas I really didn't want. So it's not exactly the whole state, but pretty much from like $2 million offers down to, you know, 30 or $40,000 offers. <laughs> and my calculations just, I had just done that with Massachusetts, right? <laughs> Massachusetts, it's like, I got deals in Massachusetts. The taxes and the values, they make a lot more mm-hmm. sense. So Florida's off its rocker. When taxes and valuations, they go all yeah. over the place right next to each other. Massachusetts, it's a lot more aligned. And yeah. I carried my calculations into Florida and I sanded it down and I thought I'm doing, I spot checked it and I thought I'm doing everything right. I'm like, I know some of these people are going to accept it and the prices are just going to be too low. But I got a, you know, half dozen people on the phones on that caller, on that mailer. And, um, Every single one of them is like, Luke, what the heck did you do? Like, I got five calls on top of calls. You know, I can't answer one. I got five more voicemails because I overpriced it. <laughs> just overpriced the heck out of mm-hmm. it. I just picked up the mail and it's, you know, like these these uh, plastic tubs of acceptances. <laughs> I was just scanning through those this morning, <laughs> getting them into the database. Oh, man. But you know, I'm still finding some deals in there that look like they'll work. And um, the statistics, yeah. right? Totally overprice it. Oh, geez. And uh, I've got one in there. I was really specifically thinking about it. It looks like it's a, you can put apartments on there, like three story apartments. And I was pricing mm-hmm. it like a house goes there. And the guy wants to sell the other two next door. I'm like, <laughs> so I think we get some apartments and it's about the use and just studying them. I haven't confirmed it 100% yet, but I was diving into the zoning. I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's apartment complexes go here land. And uh, that's cool stuff. Like that that usually sells pretty fast. Um, you understand this, Luke. So, the, you know, you've always worked well yeah. in a frenzy, like just a feeding frenzy of environment. And so I I also like that. But I think there's a lot of people, especially in commercial real estate or in uh, higher dollar va- real estate, that work on one deal at a time, and they really want to, you know, really, really get to know the piece of real estate, get to know the people who are involved, figure out what's all what it's you know. And I think that's a challenge for us as instructors at Land Academy. We yeah. have to undo that. I, I think your way is better. I think my way is better. You want to just get get in and out of these deals. Let everybody who's buying it from you, figure it out. You don't want to buy junk. You want to do enough due diligence to figure it all out. But I, there's some people that for some reason, and I guess you, it's just a personality thing. Really, really need I to take a look I ask those people, how do you figure it out when you're looking at one deal at a time? Like there's no reference point, you know? <laughs> I, I agree. And, uh, I totally agree. Maybe they have a, you know, I think in the end they, they're looking yeah. for a feeling. Which I don't have any, I don't know about you, but I don't no, have any feelings about any of this. Like, there's no numbers. So like, I, don't, I, I can't make up my mind here. I need some numbers to go off of, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like this Florida example, you get inundated with everyone that says yes. There's still people in there that have, they wrote letters. They like paid the postage to write letters back to me and insult me and blah, blah. You know, they want some 10 times the price number. <laughs> this thing's never for sale. Sure. And I look it sure. up and it's like, I'm offering three times what this thing would go for on the market. And they still freaking hate on it. Like get over it. People hate on yep. it no matter what price you put out there. Um, but uh, it's exactly 
that reference point, if I, you know, if I had the numbers right and you got like 50 people that hate on you and say you're crazy and one says, okay, how fast can you pay? You're jumping on that thing, right? And you're making sure there's nothing wrong with it, That's but you're it. jumping on it and you're like Jack says, or Steve, you're running to the bank, you know, like get that thing under contract and get it closed mm-hmm. and get it happening. When everybody, I don't know how to say it, like that crowd response tells you what's good and what's bad. If you did a good job of hitting that like homogeneous kind of asset, whatever it is, whether it's a, where a shopping center goes yep. or an office building or a house or a mobile home, like you hit that whole spectrum, whether it's around the city or the county or the, the whole state, like that response tells you which ones are good deals. And that's why I love doing big yep. mailers and people rip on me for it. And uh, me too. I said, how do you keep track of it and everything? I spent a lot of time figuring out the database side to keep track of these and the systems in place to filter through lots of properties. And um, I think it's, it's, it could be better, but it's pretty awesome compared to where I started. And uh, it me makes it a lot easier to rip me through too. And massive I, volumes can be. of mailers. That's that, that's another thing about your personality. You know it always can be better. You're not, you don't ever uh, kick your arms back behind your head, put your feet on your desk and say, well, this is it. I figured it out. We do have some members that, that are like work. that where they come to us and they say, well, they say something like, I've been pricing everything my entire career at 25% of retail value. I, and uh, two years ago, I sent out 10,000 letters and got eight deals. Last year I did it, I got four deals. This year, I got two deals. I'm like, you know what? Two years ago, the market was in completely yeah. different than it is now. You have to roll with all those those factors. We're, we write offers at 70 to 80% of retail value right now because I know that when we buy them at that level, we will be able to sell yeah. them at retail value in 35 seconds. So it's just a different game. You got to really be flexible and, learn, and constantly like, learning. I'll do another example is San Diego. I'm in San Diego and I have fun mailing San Diego. I was always scared of San Diego because the prices are crazy, but I've had fun in San Diego. And so I just did another mailer in San Diego and I was looking back at the history and I don't know, this is mailer like 12 or something um, of the same area. And people say, why would you mail the same area? It's like, cause I learn every time and uh, I learn and I keep track of these people in my database. You know, there's, there's attorneys in San Diego mm-hmm. that if you mail them, they sue you. And it doesn't mean that it sticks, but like <laughs> I got them circled. Like they don't get mail anymore, right? Um, and the other people that yell and hate, they don't get mail anymore. My, my, my list gets shorter. And then all the properties that I bought and sold, I'm not really trying to do those again. My list gets even shorter, but it gets more accurate. And uh, yeah. it doesn't always have to be mm-hmm. higher prices. I used to be a penny stock broker. And the brokers make money on volume and trades and stuff. And I love it when my clients make money, but I made money when stuff happens. And it's usually when the market goes up and then it goes back down. And um, in a penny stock, it's not, it's not so much the market as the bid. And when the bid, you know, there's a bid on the board, that's the bid. <laughs> like, oh, no bid today. Call back tomorrow. You know, uh, but there's a bid on the board. It's like, that's the market. And so when it goes up, 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 and then it goes down one, that's when the volume happens. It doesn't happen on the up, up, up. And so you mail these people up, up, up. And then you mail them down, 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 like they're looking at your price in the letter 
And like, why is it going down? I better sell fast before it goes down even more. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but it's, uh, you know, it's That's Mr. Market theory. Uh, and it's, uh, it's been that way in all kinds of assets, all kinds of markets all through time, psychology wise, that does volume. And so you can keep mail in the same area over and over and over again, get deals every time. And, uh, other people can mail the same area at the same time. You know, they get different deals than you get. I've seen, I've done that. People call me up for advice and they're like, Luke, what am I doing? What about this? I know you do business over here. What about that one? And like, what the heck did you mail the same place as me at the same time? And you mailed like twice as much money as I did. And uh, I get different deals than you get. Like, how does that make sense? You know, these, these people probably got your letter and my letter and they call me instead. Um, yep. Totally. That happens to us all the time. And I just, I attribute it to Jill. I mean, for us, I just think that she gets on the phone with these people and then everybody just, they're friends. I know that's the only explanation I can have because we do the same thing. We'll send the same mailer at the same time, unknowingly with somebody else. And, uh, and we'll get, and we'll buy yeah, seven properties, different properties. We'll both I, get I different know. properties. Just, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, yep. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, <laughs> so our people, you know, as a, as an instructor at land Academy, people, you know, more and more want answers. They demand answers, like explain that. And I don't know. <laughs> I have just honestly don't know. Answer your phone. Yeah. It's basic business stuff. Answer your phone. If you're going to say you're going to do the deal, yeah. get it done. Exactly. These people want to sell. They want to get it I done right now. Just make it happen. Look, it's great to talk to you always. Uh, I would love yeah. to have you back if you're up for it. We'll maybe plan a little bit Let more uh, lead time. But man, I, you know, every time you're on the show, <laughs> our numbers are great. So, and I think that you actually provide some really, really good, good, real Michigan <laughs> grassroots Michigan history, advice. Right? I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Happy to join us today, five days a week. You can find us here on the Land Academy Show. I am Stephen Jack Butella for Land Academy. Thank and you. join us next week for another interesting episode. Yeah, Great to thanks talk for to having you. me thanks. on.